Our priest is a dying man. The dying men, women, youth. And I will preach as though I will never preach again. So God, God has his reasons for why he saves us in stages. Sanctifies us slowly, makes us fill up every day at his pump. Lest we forget where the gas comes from. Welcome to Follow Me to Heaven, where God's word is truth and your questions matter. I'm your host, Jonathan Romero, and we are in Ephesians chapter 5 today. We're going to be focusing on three verses today. And these three verses, we can read them and understand it quite easily. But what I want us to do is really focus on the words and what Paul is trying to convey here as we read uh, these three verses that we're going to cover today. Um, It is interesting because it follows Ephesians chapter 1, 2, and 3, which talks about what who we are in Christ and what Christ has done for us. Um, Paul is always giving contrasts between you once was here, now you are here. This used to be you, now that is not. And then we get to Ephesians chapter 5 where he says, therefore be imitators of God. Right? So let's let's read. Let's read Ephesians chapter 5. We're going to be reading from verses 1 through 14 just to get in context uh, what is being said. But we will focus on verses 8, 9, and 10 today. So it says this, Therefore be imitators of God as beloved children, and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. But sexual immorality and all impurity or covetousness must not even be named among you, as is proper among saints. Let there be no filthiness, nor foolish talk, nor crude joking, which are out of place. But instead, let there be thanksgiving, for you may be sure of this, that everyone who is sexually immoral or impure or who is covetous, that is, an idolater, has no inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not be part, do not become partners with them. For at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. And try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of these things that they do in secret. But when anything is exposed by the light, it is visible. For anything that becomes visible is light. Therefore it says, Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. So yeah, so like I said, we're going to be focusing on verses 8, 9, and 10. And the idea is pretty straightforward that we are no longer children of this world, children of uh, the 
prince of the power of the air, who is Satan, as it says in uh, earlier in Ephesians. Uh, but instead, now, we are told here in Ephesians chapter 5 that we are to walk and be imitators of God in such a way that it is pleasing to him. And we're going to be talking about that uh, a little bit later. But let's go back again to verse 8. Let's begin in verse 7, but we're going to touch on 8. So it says, Therefore, do not be partners with, do not become partners with him. Right? He just uh, has talked about the ones that will not inherit uh, the kingdom of Christ and God, and those are who are sexually moral, the impure, the coveter. Uh, and it says here that is an idolater, those who. Uh, speak with foolish talk in her mouth, um, who do crude joking, right? Things that are out of place. And then it says, therefore, do not become partners with them. Don't do this alongside with them uh, because you're no longer that. You're no longer uh, the one whom still practices impurity, who is a coveter, who is sexually immoral, um, and so forth. But instead here, now we are told, do not become partners with them. And then he tells us in verse 8, For at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. So yeah, so for at one time, so there was a time before you were saved, before you were made a child of God, right? You were darkness, were darkness. And then it says, but now, here's the contrast. Paul is always giving contrasts. And, and, it, and it's easy to understand whenever Paul speaks like this. When he says, you were once here, but now do this, because this is the opposite of doing that. And here it says, for at one time you were darkness, one who practiced all these sins that were listed and more. And it says, but now you are light and in the Lord walk as children of light. So we have to understand that the you are, but now you are light in the Lord. Then we have to understand that we no longer should be participating in the way we used to participate before Christ saved us, right? Before he saved us from our sins. Um, and that's another thing to understand that God did save us from our sins. Therefore, walk as children of light. Do not do that anymore. Instead, show good fruit, right? The fruit of the Spirit. We talked about that. And it's really important because right after Paul says, in verse 9, for the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. Right? So it says, for at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Um, let me read 1 John uh, chapter 1, verses 5 through 7. And it says this, this is the message we have heard from him and proclaimed to you, that God is light. And in him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie 
and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. So what is being said here by John is the fact that if we say that we are children of God, yet we still practice sin, then we are liars. We are lying, and the blood of Christ is not, has not covered us, has not cleansed us. But what he is getting at here, it says, but if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. What he's saying there is the fact that we are to walk in such a way that um, we have fellowship with one another, another brother or sister. And it says that if we walk in the light, we live in the light. We have God because he just mentioned that God is light. Then it says, the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Verse 8, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Right? So we have to understand that if we are children of light, we are to walk in this way, in a, in a way that we have fellowship not only with God, but with one another, right? If we say we have fellowship with him, who is God, while we walk in darkness, we lie. We are liars. So this shouldn't be us. So we should not walk in darkness because that's from which God saved us from. He saved us from our sins. And he saved us from death. And he saved us from his wrath. So you have to understand that our sin was put on Christ 2,000 years ago, if you are a believer. And if that is the case, then every time you sin, Christ paid for that sin. So as children of light, as it says here, walk as children of light, we are to no longer walk in such a way um, that the world does, because that's no longer us anymore. Remember, that man has died. That person has died died and is dead. Now walk as children of light. And then it says, uh, for the fruit of light is found. So, so this is the fruit that we are to uh, show. And what is it? It says, for the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. So these are, uh, this is touching on more on morality and what is good, what is right, what is true, right? And this is found and done in accordance to the ultimate standard, who is God. God himself dictates what is right, what is good, and what is true. So this is what we must be reflecting and showing off again in 1 John chapter 1. Verses 5 through 7, let me reread that again. This is the message we have heard from him and proclaim to you that God is light and in him there is no darkness. If we, have, if we say we have fellowship with him while we do not, oh, while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus 
His Son cleanses us from all unrighteousness. So there it is. Uh, we have fellowship with God. We have fellowship with one another. Now, we must practice now what is good, what is right, and what is true. And since we have been saved and the Holy Spirit is sealed, listen to what it says in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. It says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. So that's the fruit of the Spirit, which we can see that this is fruit of light that is found in all good, all that is good and is right and true. Because God is light, as we read in 1 John, and we understand that the Holy Spirit is God and he's the one that is producing the fruit because it's the fruit of the Spirit, not the fruit of man, right? God is producing this within us and now uh, this is why we can say that the ultimate standard is God. He's the one who determines what is good. He's the one that determines what is right and what is true. And listen to what it says in verse 10, and try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord, right? And the, the whole idea to discern means to test or to prove, right? Try to prove what is pleasing to the Lord, or you could say what is acceptable to the Lord, right? That sounds really familiar. In Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, this is what it says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, and here it is, and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, and that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is true, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Right? So here again, we get the same kind of language from Paul. Paul also wrote Romans, by the way. And here he says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. So we must walk in such a way that we truly shine. Right? We are children of light now. And Jesus tells us that we are the light of the world. Right? We must be light in this world. We must be salt of this world. Right? The world is decaying and it needs uh, saving. Right? The gospel is the power of God unto salvation, as it says in Romans chapter 1, verse 16. And this is how we preserve the world, is by being children of light, by showing this fruit of light that is found in what is good and right and true. And by doing that, we may be able to discern what is pleasing to the Lord, right? to test what is acceptable to the Lord. And how is that done? Well, we can find that in the Word of God. God's Word is truth, right? And if we believe that God's Word is truth and it is God-breathed, 
then we must understand that we can find in his word what is good, what is right, what is true according to God's standard because he is the author of the Bible. He is the author of scripture, right? He spoke to the prophets and the prophets spoke for God. And then also he used men to write down God's word as he saw fit, right? He used man to write his eternal word. That to me is mind-blowing, but also uh, this is God's way of communicating to us. And now if you want to hear God and hear what he is saying, well, read the Bible out loud. You will hear God. And here in this passage in Ephesians, we are told uh, that we were once darkness, but now we are light. And then there's the exhortation, walk as children of light. For the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. And try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord, right? So the ultimate goal for the believer is to please the Lord, right? What is, what is the chief end of man? The chief end of man is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. So that is our purpose and this is why God saved us. It's for his glory. So, yes, as children of light, we must be able to find out what is good, what is right, what is true, and do that and be that, right? Because then we will be able to understand what exactly is acceptable by God, by the Lord. And God delights in our obedience to him as children of light, right? We're no longer children of what? Disobedience, right? That's what it says earlier in Ephesians, that we were once children of disobedience, but no longer that. Or another language is children of wrath. That's no longer us. Now we have been saved by grace through faith. And now we must walk in such a way uh, that whatever we do, we are trying our best according to God's word of what is good, what is right, what is true to please the Lord. Right? Listen to what it says in 1 Peter chapter 1 verses 5 through 11. It says, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials. Listen to what it says in verse 7. So that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you do not now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with the joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Concerning this salvation, concerning this salvation, the prophets who prophesied about the grace that was to be yours, searched and inquired carefully, inquiring what person or time the Spirit of Christ in them was indicating when he predicted the sufferings of Christ and the subsequent glories. 
So our good works is going to be tested by God's righteous fire. And here we are told that the only thing that's going to remain is that which is of gold, that which is genuine, right? It says, more precious than, than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found in result of praise, glory, and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. We know that gold is purified by fire. And here it says that our faith is what is being tested. And it says that our faith is more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire. Right? So our faith is vitally important in our lives because if we truly trust God, if we truly have put our trust in Jesus Christ and what he has done for us, then we must understand that we must walk as children of light as we are being exhorted by Paul here. Right? Paul is exhorting the Ephesians, but the way this is applied to us is that we are also children of light. Therefore, we must walk in a manner that reflects this truth. So I would say search the scriptures to find out what exactly is pleasing to the Lord. Find out what God delights in, right? We are told in Psalm 1, listen to what it says in verse 1 all the way through 6. It says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in a seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. God says, blessed is the man who delights in his law. And not only that, that meditates on it day and night. It says that he is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, right? And its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. The wicked are not so, but are like chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. So we must understand what way are we going? Are we going in the way where the sinners are? Or are we going opposite of that in the way of the righteous, right? Because the Lord knows the way of the righteous, as it says here. But also God says that blessed is the man, not the one who walks in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law, right? And on his law, he meditates day and night. So we must understand that the blessed man or the happy man is characterized by a understanding of God's word for direction and obedience. God seeks that from a man, from a person. So we must understand that the ultimate goal for the believer is to please the Lord and that God delights in our obedience to him as children of light. And the fruit of the light is found in what is good and right and true and we understand according to Galatians chapter 5 what the fruit of the spirit is because we must be reminded that we were at one time children of darkness but no longer that now we are 
light in the Lord. That's important. So we must walk in that manner that we are children of light, that the world may see that our good works are true. They'll see our good works and they will give glory to God, right? They'll understand that God is a righteous God, truly righteous and just and holy and nothing of darkness can have fellowship with him, with God. Because God is light. God is not darkness. Darkness flees. So we must truly examine ourselves, whether we are, whether or not we are in the faith. And I would say examine yourselves. And also I would exhort you as Paul is, that we are to walk as children of light. So do it. Practice it. Find out what is good and right and true according to God's word. And try to discern what is pleasing in the Lord. Right? What God delights in. Test what is acceptable to God. This is Follow Me to Heaven with Jonathan Romero.